Hey guys, um, I hope you guys are doing amazing. Um, a long time, I know, I know, nothing interesting has happened in my life since. I just have been unnecessarily busy with school and life, but let's get right into it. Today's episode is in honor of Valentine's Day. I know, I know I'm a little late. <laughs> Maybe like 10 days, not too bad, but better late than never. I wanted to make sure I got it out in February, but I want to talk about the five love languages. I've always been fascinated about love languages because I feel like they say a lot about an individual and how they were raised and even how, you know, their parents or family members showed them love growing up. So it's really interesting. Um, I'm going to be talking about the five love languages as well as giving you guys a better understanding of how to carry out these love languages um, with your partners or even your loved ones. So today I'm going to mostly be talking in the context of a partner or a romantic relationship, but you can apply many of these things to people that you love in general, like your friends and your family members. So let's get right into it. So the first love language that I'm going to talk about is acts of service. Acts of service can really be anything, whether it's small or big. So for example, let's say your partner is having a rough week. They have a ton of deadlines, work is chaotic, their life is a little out of control, you know, they have... A huge list of chores and errands to do and they just don't have the time and energy to do these things. So this is like where acts of service comes in. You can take care of some of those things so your partner feels a little less stressed. Like maybe cleaning their apartment for them or doing their laundry or even running those errands they've been putting off. I think acts of service can even be as small as making sure your partner has a fresh glass of water next to them um, at night or, you know, filling their gas up for them. I think I'm a big acts of service person. I usually just do small day-to-day things for the people that I love just because. Um, For example, cooking is a huge act of service that I absolutely love doing for the people I love. So I love making food for them because I come from a culture (laughs) where my parents didn't really verbally express their love. They expressed their love through food. And when I was a kid, and quite frankly, even now, (laughs) my dad will cut me a bunch of fruits and bring them to my room or my mom will make me my favorite meals. It's just so sweet because you know that person was thinking about you and they want you to be healthy and well-fed. So I think cooking is such a huge love language for me because it shows that I was thinking about that person and I want to make them a meal so that, you know, a meal that they would like and I went grocery shopping for them and cooked it and plated it in a cute way. So I think cooking is a huge part of acts of service for me um and another example um 
during the winter time, especially last year, um, my mom would come back home um, and she's a teacher. So she would come back home and it's freezing outside and I would just pop her pajamas and a blanket in the dryer and by the time she came home she had warm pajamas to change into and she would have a warm blanket to like wrap herself in and it was such a small thing and she appreciated it so much acts of service in my opinion are things that not only your partner would appreciate but things that make your partner's life easier I think that's a key aspect of acts of service. It's like you want to do these things in order to make their lives less stressful or even more pleasurable. I also think that acts of service take someone who is very thoughtful. You know, like I think it it is for people that pay close attention to people that they love and see, okay, like, they're stressed out with this. Let me help with this. I feel like it definitely requires someone who pays attention to their partner's needs. Um, In my opinion, acts of service is like the ultimate love language because I'm a huge believer of actions over words. I think that I like to give my love this way and receive it this way um, because at the end of the day, Someone can tell you how much they love you all day long, but when they show you they love you and put the extra effort into showing you they care for you and, you know, by trying to make your life easier or less stressful or just doing little things to, you know, help you out, I feel like it means a lot more to me. And that's not me putting down words of affirmation. It's me uplifting (laughs) acts of service I think I think it should be a huge part of someone's relationship acts of service on both ends but I don't know maybe maybe that's just me but that's a great segue into the next love language that we're going to talk about today and that's words of affirmation I personally think words of affirmation is such an overlooked love language um because I don't know. I feel like, especially in my life, I think the way that I was raised, I am definitely someone who will do everything for you. I will take care of you when you're sick. I will clean your house for you. I will literally do everything in my possible power to just do things for you, right? But I will also yell at you at the same time. Like, I think when I was a kid and I would get sick, like my parents would take care of me. My dad would buy me whatever I wanted when I was sick. And but then they my parents would yell at me. They're like, why are you getting sick? You're not eating enough. You're not taking care of it. And it was just like I'd be like, oh, my God, like I'm fucking sick. And you just I'm already suffering. Let me be sick. Uh, So I think, you know. The majority of my life, words of affirmation has not really been um, my thing. But I think recently, maybe in the past couple of years, that has changed. And I actually really love words of affirmation. And I think they are so important in a relationship. I think it's kind of how people 
become confident in themselves and in their partners and in their relationship. So I definitely don't think it's something to be overlooked. Um, I think that it's just kind of an immigrant parent thing, you know? (laughs) I think like growing up, their parents didn't know how to give them affection. So then they didn't know how to give their kids affection um, with words. (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. I, I think like what made me change is when my sister moved back in during COVID and she's a very positive person and I feel like the way she gives love is like through words of affirmation um, because anytime someone does something for her, she expresses it a lot and in my opinion, it makes me want to do more things for her because she's so appreciative of it and she's really expressive. Like, I'll like vacuum and she'll be like, oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you. And it's like, oh, like it's nice that someone's actually appreciating the things that you do. And I think words of affirmation go beyond saying please and thank you, obviously. Um, I think uh, words of affirmation have a lot to do with personalized compliments. I know that sounds weird. I couldn't think of a a better term or a word for it, but personalized compliments. And when I say that, I mean like saying things like say things that, I mean, obviously things that you believe in, but things that you also know that your partner would like to hear. For example, if I get dressed up for my partner, I would like them to tell me I look so good and how they feel because of how I look so good. I know it sounds so obnoxious, but that's also how I view words of affirmation, you know? I think, like, telling your partner that they're sweet and smart and telling them little things that you love about them that is unique to them is really reaffirming and quite honestly I feel like it elevates your relationship because you are being so communicative and you're expressing exactly how you feel about this person that it kind of makes them feel more confident in themselves and like I said earlier even in your relationship because it's reaffirming okay like they like me they appreciate me they see me kind of thing. Um, Some tips that I can give you guys um, in this area is just to think, um, is just to think about unique things that you love or admire about your partner. And it doesn't always have to be romantic uh, or sexual even. Um, Let's say your partner's cooking, okay? You can say something like, oh my god, you make the best food. Even if you don't believe that your partner is a good cook maybe they present the food in a good way in a really nice way you can say something like oh my god you always make the food look so pretty always make it look so good I think it's really important to believe in the compliments that you're giving because it's it's just shitty if you're giving out fake compliments so I meant like even if let's say you don't think she makes or they make good food find something within that realm that you can still compliment, you know? And honestly, those like unique compliments will stick in your partner's head and they will remember you every time they do a certain thing and they will just, it'll just motivate them to keep doing it and getting better at it even. I remember one time I was having a conversation with 
uh, this guy and he was like, and I was like, um, you have a really nice nose. Uh, you have a really nice side profile. And I was just like complimenting his nose. And he was like, thank you. You have a very symmetrical face. And I was like, that's so interesting. No one has ever said that to me. I have never received a compliment like that. It was so unique and I still remember it. And I had that conversation with him like three years ago. So find things that are unique to your partner when you are praising them. And I swear it'll make them feel like they like you're really seeing them, you know. So I hope that helped a little bit. <laughs> Let's move on to the next love language, which is gift giving. <laughs> oh my god, I think this is one of my favorite love languages because it's so much fun. I think I'm a huge, huge gift giver and when we talk about gift giving, I know a lot of people get stressed out and think about, you know, expense and stuff like that. And I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. I am a huge gift giver, gift giver, Jesus. But I obviously put myself in check because you never want to be that person who is constantly giving and not receiving anything because then there's just a huge imbalance so unless you feel like unless you feel like you have a partner that is super big on acts of service and is and always treating you like a princess or a king or whatever and never letting you do things and they're always taking care of you and all this stuff then sure I will definitely say yeah like go buy them some gifts but I think having a balance and making sure you understand and realize um, that, you know, you shouldn't be the only one showering your partner in gifts. It should be both ways, you know, but I, I digress. <laughs> Gift giving does not have to be expensive, you guys. If you are a guy listening to this, go to Trader Joe's and Pick your girl up some flowers. Go pick up your partner some flowers. Literally go. Like go right now. Get in the car and go. It's $4 for a bouquet of flowers. Like $10 max. And I am a thousand percent positive it will make your partner's day. Gift giving can be as simple as going to the grocery store and seeing your partner's favorite snacks and picking them up and surprising them with it. I think it's such a cute way to add like mystery and excitement back into your relationship. Um, I, I think this can be, um, you can even do this with little cards or even like random things you see on the internet that you think they'll like. Um, for example, I saw my sister one day taking like two big glasses of water up to her room because she didn't like having water bottles um, because for some reason she doesn't she doesn't like water bottles that she can't look into. I don't know why. Um, but I saw her constantly like taking multiple glasses up to her room and she would like have to carry them up really carefully because you know, she's going up the stairs and she doesn't want to drop it. And, you know, I did a quick, 
you know, Amazon search and found her this, like, glass vase type of thing that you can fill water in and it had like a glass where you can drink water and then cover it back up with that glass so like particles don't get in it and she loved it and it really wasn't that expensive um and it was a thoughtful gift I saw it and I thought it could make her life easier and and she really appreciated it so you know but I think also just like acts of service you do have to be a thoughtful person, um, but honestly, it's super easy. If you are around someone enough, you'll know what their favorite snacks are, their favorite type of flowers and other things like that. So it, it's it's not super hard. And I think it it just makes your partner's day because it's like, oh, like I was just going grocery shopping and I thought of you or I was online shopping and I thought of you. And it's like, it's nice. It's a nice feeling to know that people think about you, you know? I think gift giving is such a special love language because it just, it just, it's so much fun. Like, I think it just adds, like I said earlier, it just adds more excitement and more mystery into your relationship because it's like you can text them and be like, hey, I got you something. (laughs) And then they're just like thinking about that all day until they see you. And it's like, it's cute. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I'm moving through these pretty quickly, actually. I'm surprised. Um, So now I'm moving on to the more spicy love language. (laughs) (laughs) and that is physical touch this is a very interesting love language to me because this can be a like very great but it can also be very cringe (laughs) if you or your partner's main love language is physical touch i'm just gonna say this please pretty please with the cherry on top with multiple cherries on top, please keep this behind closed doors. I personally, you know, maybe it's the way that I was raised. I think like PDA and like stuff like that made me really uncomfortable when I would go out in public with my parents and there's just like couples that are all over each other and it would make me so uncomfortable. And even when I'm not around my parents, like it makes me so uncomfortable. I literally can't do it and I personally think it's very ignorant when couples are in public and they can't keep their hands off of each other and they're like making out and like and it's just like you're like around like 50 other people just don't do that it's gross um anyways (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you guys some tips on how you can still be close to your partner in public um, without smothering them and making people near you uncomfortable. I think if you're sitting down next to each other, I think a hand over the shoulder is acceptable. Um, a hand on their knee is also acceptable, um, but not too high. I said on the knee. <laughs> Some people, <laughs> you give them a little and they take it very far, okay? I, I said a knee, okay? 
Um, if you're a woman, and uh, this is not your opportunity, if uh, you know if your partner has his hand on your leg or something, it's not. It is not the time to throw your legs over your partner's lap and like sprawl across them. I think it's disgusting. Don't do that unless you're in the comfort of your own home or in private okay don't do that i don't do that i think also personally i think holding hands hand holding is like super awkward it's a super awkward thing to do i personally like when people kind of hold on to their partner's arms i feel like just locking arms is less crazy to me than holding hands. I don't know. I I can explain it, but I can't really at the same time. I don't know. It, it cringes me out for some reason. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like arms linking together looks better and I feel like it works better um, functionality-wise. Um, for example, like when you're holding hands, your hands get sweaty. Yeah. Your hands get sweaty and sticky and gross. And when you're walking with them and you kind of want to let go of your partner's hand, you kind of have to do this like wiggle shake thing. And it's like, you kind of just like swatting their hand away if they're like, have a fucking death grip on your hand. And it's just like awkward when you want to like let go. But I think when you're holding onto your partner's arm and like linking your arms together you can like slip out of that whenever you need to you know it's not this weird like shaky thing you have to do to get out of your partner's grip you know and i and i and and you're closer to your partner when you're linking arms instead of holding hands so i think i think linking arms is a lot better so there you go don't hold hands (laughs) i can't explain it i don't know i I can't explain it anyways something else that i find to be a cute thing that guys do when they're sitting next to their partner is like when they hold on to their ankle and for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about or understand or can't picture what i'm talking about um i'll explain it to you it's like when a girl is sitting with her legs crossed and the leg that's crossed over um it kind of like sticks out right so like their partner kind of just will hold on to their ankle and i kind of think it's cute it's cute i like that so those are um acceptable uh i guess pda that i you know that it's acceptable so you do those don't don't make out with your partner in public and I'm quite frankly not even a fan of like people kissing their partner like just like a little peck it's I don't know it's weird to me but at the end of the day who am I to who am I to tell you what to do I'm just I'm just giving you guys some advice (laughs) my ripe 21 year old (laughs) wisdom (laughs) okay I think um you guys can obviously tell that I'm not super big on physical touch um I don't know I just like I said earlier I feel like because my parents weren't super physically affectionate 
And then on top of that, um, when we would go out in public and see couples, like my parents would get super awkward and uncomfortable and then it would cause me to be super awkward and uncomfortable. And then, yeah, so as an adult, I really would like people to respect public spaces and not do cringy, weird, couple-y things, okay? But I will give you some tips. Um... If you have a partner who does love physical touch, um, so they feel good and they feel seen, I think the big thing is like massages. Sounds really self-explanatory, but I'll break it down for the people who don't understand or want some more clarification. Um, If you are just watching TV with your partner and just chilling, grab a bottle of lotion and just start massaging their hands. Start, you know massaging their cuticles and stuff they'll appreciate it so much and if you listen it's not my thing but if you're if you're a foot person you can do the same just grab a bottle of lotion start massaging their feet and you know get get in there and honestly I'm not a fan of people touching my feet but in the rare occasion that I do let people touch my feet it a foot massage feels really good puts you to fucking sleep so I also think head massages are great playing with their hair is always great massaging their scalp is always a I think a universal favorite (laughs) everyone always appreciates that um if you have uh, like a special occasion with your partner like an anniversary or a birthday but I think I think a birthday would be better because then you can kind of just like focus on them but I think like a full-blown massage with like candles and oils and flower petals would be great and it would make your partner appreciate you so much especially if they appreciate physical touch so yeah bottom line (laughs) keep 99% percent of your physical touch with your partner private and behind closed doors um no one wants to see you smothering each other and I also believe that if you kind of refrain from those activities in public I feel like when you finally do you know get into your private space I feel like if it feels a lot better. I don't know. I, I'm just not going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Making me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Thank God. Okay. To the last, but certainly not least, quality time. Quality time is so important in any relationship. And this should honestly be everyone's priority in a relationship. I think a lot of people misinterpret quality time and think that they can just do whatever with their partner and that's considered quality time, but the key word is quality. It must be something of quality, you guys. It doesn't mean sitting on the couch while your partner plays video games or even just throwing on a movie and sitting in silence that's not quality time you guys just because you spend a lot of time with your significant other that doesn't mean it is anything of or any sort of quality you know come up 
with activities that you and your partner love to do and do those things. It's so simple. Go for a walk together without your headphones. So you can just talk and look at things and spend time together. Cook a meal together. Go to an art exhibit or a museum where you can talk about cool art pieces and artifacts. Meditate together or do some yoga. Go to parks and have nice picnics. And maybe during the summertime, you can like do something fun like every week and try to find cool, pretty parks to go have picnics at you know it's like it doesn't have to be extravagant like go get some takeout once a week and go find a cute park to like lay a blanket down and eat um I think this is a fun thing to do it's really specific but it's fun but you can paint or draw portraits of each other I think that's like super funny like I'm talking about like spending time on it like set aside like two hours and like put detail into it and I honestly think they come out so funny and like it's it's a it's like funny you know don't take it too seriously unless you guys are actual artists then that would be fun but um if you're not it's super fun and funny you know you can listen to music and talk and draw each other (laughs) Basically, what I'm saying is come up with fun things that you and your partner can do together that enriches your experience as a couple. Learn together, cook new meals together, have new experiences together. You know, you can even have like a competition and and they can cook one meal and you can cook the other meal and surprise each other with something fun. You can play board games together like Django or what is it called? Django, like the block things. You can do that, board games, even cards. You know, do something other than just turning the TV on and laying there. You know, I feel like that's fine. Like, I would say, like, obviously, we can't constantly do exciting things and constantly stimulating our brains. There are days and times where we just want to turn the TV on and relax and have a very chill evening with your partner, of course, with our partners. And that's totally fine. But I think um, I think it's important to to have new experiences with your partner. You know, um, I think even if you do turn the TV on and want to relax, Here's something that I love to do with my friends. You know, sometimes we have those friends that, you know, we've been around for years. We've known them for decades. We we do we know everything about their lives and vice versa and and sometimes you really don't have anything to talk about. So, that being said, my favorite thing to do with these types of friends is to just find the cringiest movies and the cringiest tv shows you can find and make fun of them and it's so funny it's so fun to just like pause and like be like dude what what did she say and it's like so fun to do that and you can even do the complete opposite and watch like horror movies and like get freaked out together and it's just fun okay I know there are, you know, couples that have been together for years and years and years. And, you know, sometimes you can find yourself in a rut 
and sometimes you can even find yourself in a routine and that's normal that's super normal i don't think um i don't think a single relationship has ever existed without having those phases um and that being said I also want to just put a little disclaimer out, even though I might be going off topic, but I'm going to bring it around. I promise it's going to loop around. Um, I don't think relationships should ever be hard work. Like, I don't ever think that a relationship is something that you should be getting mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally exhausted from. Um, And if it is, it's definitely something you should not continue to have in your life, whether that's a friendship or a relationship. I don't think, I don't think it should be hard work, you know? I think being in a relationship should be easy. Like, that person should just enhance your life rather than making you feel anxious and stressed, whether it's about cheating or fighting or, you know, someone that makes you feel bad about your body or your looks or even constantly worrying about upsetting your partner. Like, that's such an awful relationship and even friendship to be in, you know? I think those kinds of relationships are just not worth being in, not worth wasting your precious time. I think, well, obviously, relationships are very complex because you know when you're in a relationship you are taking on so many different roles you know you have to be each other's best friends therapists each other's hype man a caretaker and then also be seen in a romantic way by making yourself visually pleasing for your partner There's like a ton of different roles that you have to play, so I totally get it. It is a lot, but I think if you and your partner make an effort, the spark will never die. I think that I heard the best relationship advice ever. (laughs) I think it was like from a TikTok, actually. But basically, this woman said, a relationship is not 50-50, It can never be 50-50. A relationship is you put 100% and your partner puts in 100%. And she said this because if you are only putting half in and your partner is only putting half in, it kind of turns into this mindset of like who is doing their share or who is the person carrying the relationship. It's like the same thing like Think about it in in light of a project, a group project. When you split the work up 50-50, you're going to be like, okay, well, I did this, this, and this. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I feel like if you and your peer work together to do the entire project together, rather than splitting it up into my portion and your portion, I feel like you will have a better experience with collaboration you'll have better ideas you'll have a better workflow in my opinion so I think it's kind of like okay well what if that 50 50 yeah you did 50 percent of your work but it's not quality it's not good compared to what the the 50 percent that I'm putting in you know so I feel like 
it gets very like transactional when it's 50 50 but i feel like if both of you are you, you know putting 100 percent in then you know where you can improve you know it's like there's there's more room for you to be like okay like we both are putting everything into this relationship and it's not working maybe we should just end it rather than staying in a relationship knowing that okay like this person is just putting 50% in maybe they could possibly just give me a little bit more give me a little bit more and then you kind of just drag the relationship along I don't know I don't know if I'm making any sense you guys um I think that if you've been in a relationship for a long time and you feel like maybe it could be more exciting or you feel like like I said going back going back to the whole thing wrapping this around is um if you think that it can be more exciting I think you and your partner can pick one love language and exercise more of that for a few weeks to a month and if you don't know what I mean I'll give you guys an example So maybe your relationship is getting a little routined. Maybe you've been together forever and you want to just change things up. You want some excitement. You want some mystery. You want some something new, right? But obviously you're committed to your partner. So you have to make things work. You and your partner can pick a love language to exercise more frequently. Let's say you pick gift giving. Have like a $10 weekly limit or whatever limit you want to set for yourselves um, every week and surprise each other with little random gifts once a week or, you know, spend it throughout the week. You know, you, you, you say, okay, let's do $20 a week. We'll let's like surprise each other with little gifts, you know, for the next month. You can buy like flowers on Monday and then get her her favorite meal on on Wednesday and and then you can get them their favorite snack on Friday so it's like you can spread it out or you can do one big gift that week or whatever and and it's so exciting it's so exciting it's just fun and and you're just wondering oh my god I wonder what they got me it's just exciting okay (laughs) so let me give you another example. If you want to exercise more quality time, I think a really fun idea is to sit down with your partner and write up a bunch of fun activities that the both of you would like to do and every Friday or Saturday and I, I don't know, depending on how extravagant the ideas are or how much free time you guys have, you can do it bi-weekly or even monthly, but I would suggest doing this once a week. Um, but whenever you choose to do something together, you can pick out of the jar and just go do it. It adds a little bit of excitement and mystery into the relationship, especially when you're in a long-term thing where you, you know, know everything about the person. (laughs) There isn't really any mystery anymore, you know? Um, It's like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do today? And it's just like exciting. And it doesn't have any to be like anything crazy either, like skydiving or fucking, I don't know. <laughs> it can just be some something nice, you know, like a nice fancy dinner where you both get dressed up and try a new restaurant and stuff like that. And, you know, 
if, if you want to practice more physical touch, then obviously make an, more effort to be closer together. And it doesn't even just have to be like intimacy. It can be other things. Like I said, head massages and hand massages, foot massages, cuddling. You can even do like couples yoga or get like, like couples massages done, you know, make it your own. You get the idea. Just make it your own and live, laugh, love. (laughs) Well, that's all I have for you guys today. (laughs) Um, If you listened all the way, I really appreciate you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, Follow my Instagram account at Planet V Podcast and let me know if there's any other topics you'd like me to talk about. Um, And yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.